Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. We are recapping episode three of The Bad Batch with spoilers and everything. So uh, if you're not interested in that, go watch the episode and come back to us. Also, before we introduce anybody here today, I want to throw a couple things at the top of the show. Um, first and foremost, because I forgot to say it last week, we have a new Discord. It's the Stark Wars Discord. We're talking about Stark Wars things. And if you're interested in Discords and us, um, shoot us a message. Our social media handles are in the show notes. And uh, we'll get you in there. And uh, you can talk to like-minded people. Um, I also just want to say at the top of the show, also, just if you could, like if you haven't done it yet for some reason, hit the subscribe button because we're here every week. And uh, we'll help you. We'll talk about all this uh, fun Star Wars stuff for you. And uh, the guy who's going to be with me every single week to do it is Tommy. Tommy, how's it going? I'm I'm okay. I'm a little nervous this week. I'm worried, Michael, that you are trying to replace the the Tommy clones that we have uh, with all these guests coming in. You you see that maybe they might be better than these clones. The clone juice is wearing out. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, we're testing the field today. Uh, we de- we definitely have a we have a guest, um, and I'm excited for this one. This is somebody I've talked to about Clone Wars a lot with, so uh, uh, I know she knows her stuff. It's uh, Katie. Katie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, oh, Katie, I want to... I'm excited. Yeah, no, no, you're good. I, I want to get your read, like, on... Because, I know, like I said, I know you're a Clone Wars fan, but I'm interested, mm-hmm. like, what you've been thinking about the Bad Batch and, like, uh, yeah, just your overall idea of what you... I guess what you expected and what you're getting now. <laughs> so I didn't really know what to expect, honestly. I think when I saw the initial, like, Bad Batch episodes of The Clone Wars, I wasn't that psyched about it, only because in those last, I don't know how many episodes are there, seven, eight episodes of yeah, 10 episodes, whatever, of the last season of The Clone Wars, I wanted them to be like really meaty and I didn't want them to be like setting up something else. So I was kind of like, I don't really care about this. But then I started seeing the trailers and I was excited because it looked very interesting. And I feel like it's delivering. I feel like this is kind of like a an era of Star Wars where you don't really see a ton of like... You see, you know, leading up to episode four, but you don't see like a ton of what happens after episode three in Order 66 and like some of like the logistical stuff that's happening, which maybe is boring for people, but I don't think it's not really that boring for me. So I'm excited. I'm into it. Yeah, no, I said last week, like Order 66 is like the most interesting thing that happened in Revenge of the Sith and it it happened so quickly. So yeah, I'm totally down, like just all the nitty gritty details. Um... But yeah, um, Tommy, what, what what was your uh, overall reaction to this episode? You know, I don't know that, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll start off by saying what I thought. I don't know that a whole lot happened, but I feel like we're building up so much. Um, and I have, I, like, I came in kind of like Katie with low expectations. But as these episodes go on, my expectations are getting higher and higher because I'm really, I'm expecting some really cool stuff from the show. So yeah, yeah I guess I, I, I want to know where you stand on that. Yeah, and I think for me... I didn't really go in with any expectations as like kind of the, I follow Star Wars. I think it's fine. You know, I love it. I, I watched all of Clone Wars and Rebels going into this. I didn't have any, like I said, any expectations. And I thought this episode, it's setting up a lot. Like you said, like there's small things that I'm like picking up them. Like, I think I know where it's going. That being said, it's interesting to me that like, it feels like the rebellion is starting now like right after order 66 and i think in my head i always pictured it as like there was a good amount of time that passed before like the rebels really started to like pop pop off you know 
and that was like an interesting thought I had. But yeah, I think overall the episode was fun. We got to see Omega like crawl around. Uh, great. We got to see some some crosshairs. Crosshairs is becoming fascinating to me, and I didn't like him a ton in the first episode. But the more I'm like, he's kind of tragic. He's a tragic little boy. Yeah, he got really dark. Like that. This had to be like. I mean, Clone Wars like. My defense of Clone Wars for a lot of people, like a lot of people would just, it's a kid's show, but like Clone Wars even, there was a lot of dark stuff in that show. A lot of dark stuff. But but this, I, was there anything, Katie, maybe I could bounce off you, like this, this was really dark, right? Really dark. I mean, I was shocked and honestly, I wasn't expecting it because it's so, you know, it's Disney, right? And like, you're not expecting something on Disney Plus to be this dark and then it's just like, whoa. Like, I, I didn't expect them to go there. Yeah, and yeah. especially when you think about the fact that like, he doesn't want to do that. Like, it's like, again, like it's, he is being manipulated to do all this stuff. This isn't his personality. This is what they have made him to do. And that part of it is what's so crazy and dark to me. Like I'm not in control of my body. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a horror movie. Like I feel like that's something straight out of a horror movie. Like you're, you've been completely possessed basically. And uh, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know where Crosshair stories going, but um I don't even know, like, if he's ever going to be redeemed, even, you know? Um, it seems like they're leaving it open to that because, you know, the rest of the Bad Batch is missing him and, like, you know, feeling bad that he's not with them anymore. But it could, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to the rest of them, too? Like, it could lead to something pretty tragic happening just all around. So, I don't know. It should be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, and actually, I want to I want to dive right into because this is interesting as far as like I mean we're talking inhibitor chips and uh, and uh, evil clones here because I, I picked up on something and this will kind of lead us right into the episode. We open with a, a crash landing sequence, and um, there's some very weird stuff that happens after Wrecker hits his head, and it kind of I didn't even notice it in the moment. Like it took me a while, like because I watched this at like four a.m. Like things aren't really hitting me. But then later at work, I was like, wait a second. Like, there's some really stuff bubbling up. And Tommy, I see you getting excited. So I want to hear what you think about what's going on with Wrecker in this episode. I was going to bring this up, and I'm so glad you did. Yeah, Wrecker, Wrecker definitely got a bad boo-boo on his head when he got hit in that crash landing. And he is – I'm concerned the, the chip can be re you know readjusted in his head, and he could turn into Crosshairs too. And I, I do think – they're going to try. We're getting like a little into predictions. I think at some point we're going to see them try to get crosshairs back, possibly now Wrecker, um, just because I think that that's what it looks like it's it's going to, especially with like Tech is doing his little tinkering with the gadgets. Yeah, uh, I'm interested because I, I have a lot of theories about where this could possibly go. Um I'm curious, Katie, did you pick up on this? Did, uh, was there anything, did you notice this weird I didn't record? notice, actually. Yeah. I didn't notice at all. So I'm like really interested to hear well, it's, your thoughts of where this I was thinking go. about it, because I mentioned I mentioned this before in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's it's the reality TV editing. And like it's very similar mm-hmm. like in a show like Survivor. If somebody gets injured and nothing comes of it by the end of the episode, like, okay, that injury is going to come back later and they're going to get medevaced, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it, I was like, what it, why did he hit his head? Like, why was that so important throughout the episode? But he hit his head, and then I started realizing that he talked about missing Crosshair, which was very weird because Crosshair shot him. Um, mm. and, and, yeah, it, and again, his in, he was, like, rubbing the spot where we were told the inhibitor chips were. 
Um, so yeah, this is not like it's not looking good. I don't think. Yeah, and he's made reference to it twice. Like it was, it was when it initially happened, and then he brings it up. He's like, "Oh, like my head, like it's just like he says something about like having a headache or, or not feeling great." So like I'm like, if you bring it up twice at that point, I have to at least put it on my my board with all my strings attached to it of theories that possibly this is going to uh, impact something. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they wouldn't animate it for no reason, right? It's not like like you said, Survivor, where it happened and they just decided to show it. It's like they purposely animated this and scripted it for that. So obviously it seems like that's going to come back. I will say like with Wrecker, the only thing that I feel like he's not totally there yet at all, only because like he did make, he did make uh, Omega a bet at the end. So it seems like he still has like some sense of like familyness with him. But yes, so we talked. We've talked about Wrecker. We talked about Crosshair a little bit. Uh, Katie, another character I want to ask you about. I want. I want to get your thoughts on Omega. The, I mean, this is like the new character to the show. Um, yeah. And also, again, we we've got a Wrecker theories, but there's a lot of theories online about Omega. And I guess I'm kind of curious what you think of Omega and like what you think her purpose is in the show. So I haven't read a ton of theories about her. So this is all kind of like from me. Um, but I mean, obviously, I think we know that she's another clone and it feels like she doesn't have the chip, at least from what we can tell, but she knows a lot about it. Um, I don't know where she could go. I think she could end up going back to Camino and be kind of, you know, used for some nefarious purposes. If she gets into the wrong hands, she could go off and kind of, I, I think it all depends on what happens with the crew that she's with and where they end up, because it, I feel like wherever she ends up going, she's going to be a pivotal part. I just don't really, haven't really sussed out where she's going to land yet. Is she going to be part of the, you know, the rebels and somehow be helpful there? Is she going to end up being part of, you know, the medical part of, you know, the empire? Like, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I could see it going in one of those two directions though. Yeah, and I, I'll jump around here a little bit um, because we did we talked about um, later on the 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 Kaminoans. Uh, they were talking about um, first and foremost, Django Fett's genetic material has been starting to fade. So even if they wanted to make more clones, it would be difficult. And they start talking about maybe finding a new subject. So yeah, that that's a good point. I, I could see. Omega possibly being one of those options, but mm -hmm. I feel like there also could be greater theories there. Tommy, I'm, I'm curious if you had any idea about what could be going on there. Yeah. I mean, my mind definitely raised to Omega when they were talking about like, Oh, we need, we need like a new subject or something to test. They're trying to do something. They're like evil scientists in their labs. Uh, but my other thoughts are like, and we said it, I think last week of, I'm still not ruling out some Jedi blood in her. I'm not rooting, root, rooting out like them trying to, especially when she's like face to face with that creature. And then it seems to back off. I don't know. I just feel like she is going to be some sort of force person. That's, that's my gut instinct. If not, maybe she's half Camino. I don't know. There's gotta be something cool about her. She's got cool blonde hair. She does have cool blonde hair, but that's a good point about the creature. I mean, she seemed to calm it down almost immediately um, which I guess you could attribute to the force or, I mean, I, it seems like that's the most viable salute, like reason for that. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other Jedis that were, I, I guess, um, uh, Ezra from rebels mm -hmm. is, is very connected mm -hmm. to animals. We see a little bit of Ray and, uh, the rise of Skywalker. She's, she has a connection with animals. Um, I guess I, m my theory here is 
because we are talking about like cloning and where things can go. And they're mentioning wanting to find new subjects for their clones. And, and this, this like brings me back to like theories from the Mandalorian and the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Cause when I'm thinking about other people that have been possibly been cloned, obviously that there has been, I, I guess, theories that Grogu could possibly be a clone, but there's also, uh, I mean, I, I think it's, it's definitely confirmed at this point that Palpatine had clones. So I, I could definitely see it going that direction. I don't know how they could possibly clone Palpatine. I don't know if he like signs up for that type of, I mean, obviously I, I guess he does mm. agree to it because it's part of his grandmaster plan eventually. But um, yeah, I don't know, Tommy, could, could you see uh, uh, Grogu or do they clone Yoda? Do they clone Palpatine here? What's going on? Maybe, I guess that's leads me to my question of like, what creature would you want to be like halved with? Like what clone would you want to be? Probably not like a Jabba. That would be pretty, pretty unfortunate. <laughs> like a, maybe if you're like humanoid Jabba, like it's like Jabba with like arms and legs running around. That could be interesting. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess Yoda is probably the best. Yoda's species is probably the best uh, best one to be cloned of. But yeah, I, I, I think... Bad Batch, especially with this clone stuff, is definitely going to try to retcon a little bit of that Palpatine clones. I, I think, you know, what I've learned from Star Wars things is a lot of these series are just trying to make sense of some of the movies, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, so I want to, I want to touch down on because we, we kind of talked about them crash landing, and I, I guess the next big scene we have here is with Tarkin and Rampart, which, and I, this actually, <laughs> I'm remembering what I was going to say earlier now, um, because I, I think this also opens up. Here I am. I'm just like, uh, I've got my temple hat on. I've got all sorts of theories here today. But with Rampart and, and Tarkin, obviously they're talking about the transition from clones to stormtroopers. Um, but I guess that, that really leaves, like, what does that mean for the clones at this point? And uh, is it possible? <laughs> Katie, tell me if I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. um, obviously, we have Order 66 that eliminates all the Jedi. I, I think that there's going to be an Order 67 where they eliminate all the clones. Wow. Is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I think it's possible. I don't know if it'd be I... called Order 67. That'd be kind of on the nose, but... Well, order something, yeah. Um, I don't know. I can see it. I think, I guess, who would be doing it? Would it be, like, medically done? Is there something programmed in them where they can just be shut off and put away forever? Or would it be the stormtroopers actually taking out the clones? Because I think we know how that would end up if it was stormtroopers versus clones. I think the clones would take it every time, right? I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's totally possible and it we have to eventually find out what happens to all of them. Um, so it's plausible. I don't think you're totally crazy. Yeah, I just I mean, logistically don't know how it would work out, but I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, we get like a little, and this might be some sort of rebel spoiler. I'll try to be as unspoilery as possible, but we do get some sense of what happened to the clones after episode. it's like one they're just like oh we got decommissioned or something so it's not a ton we don't know exactly what that <laughs> entails uh but yeah I mean, we don't see many clones past a certain point so it's like what does that mean what happens do they get a vacation do they get sent to like some planet with a nice spa <laughs> maybe that's my prediction they're just gonna go they're gonna be like listen you're retired go to the spa put little cucumbers on your eyes oh that'd be great for them that would be nice especially in their old age because they have that rapid aging yeah, yes. aging, whatever they yes. call it. 
Uh, yeah, the, the hot springs of Endor. That's where they're going to go. <laughs> There's going to be a nice retirement home. So, yeah, uh, sounds great. But yeah, no, I, I feel like that's a possibility. Um, I, I guess my thought process here is, and this ties in a little bit more with Wrecker, um, I, I don't know if he is like, if he did like hit his inhibitor chip and he's like back evil again, I guess my thought is his inhibitor chip wasn't working at the time of order 66. So he is not going to receive that message again. My thought is they might shoot another message through the clones again. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they figure out that Riker is working. I don't know if that's that, that, that might be wild. I don't know. Yeah, but, the message just send them all to the spot. Duh. <laughs> He's going to be like, all right, I got to go, guys. And the bad bitch is going to be like, what's up with you? Like, why Wait, do you what? have to leave? Yeah. <laughs> He's got his flip-flops on and a, yeah. a towel over It's a massage appointment he's going to get to. Uh, yeah, he definitely had the swim pants, the swim pants, the swimsuits with, like, the little pineapples on it. I feel like that would be Wrecker's vibe. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we can talk a little bit – we can talk a little bit more about um, – kind of that dark scene we talked about this at the top of the show um because that's that's kind of like the next step here and it's uh it's interesting because we we do get some build up obviously we get our more human clones coming in or not clones but um uh, future stormtroopers coming in and we get we get one in particular that is i, I don't think he ever had a name i just i put him in my notes as dude but uh he was <laughs> he was kind of giving trouble the entire time um mm -hmm. kind of mocking crosshair and uh yeah, Crosshair, he puts him down. Um, yeah, Tom, I don't know, Tommy, if you have anything else on this scene. Yeah, the only thing I would say about this guy, the dude, as we're calling him, uh, is I did like his conversation. I believe it was him who was saying, listen, like, I side with the Empire because they actually give me, like, food and a bed and all this other stuff. The Republic never gave me that stuff. And I thought that's an interesting way to show, like, something I was always questioning is why did all these Admirals just, like – move and just be like yeah we don't didn't like the republic all the time we're definitely pro empire and it's like the empire might be offering them more than the republic ever did yeah i think it's it i actually really enjoyed that scene in particular because i feel like it kind of mimics real life right like at least here in the united states like people sign up to join the military or you know whatever branch of the military they sign up for um and a lot of reasons for that same kind of reason, they want schooling, they want benefits, you know, they don't have a lot of opportunities. So it, I thought it was interesting that they kind of carried that into this world that we're in. Um, and it kind of humanizes them a little bit, right? It's like, they show you that, you know, they have needs and wants and they need, you know, just your basic food and shelter and money and whatever else it is. So I thought that was really interesting because you don't really see like the humanity of some of the stormtroopers or you know the troops that often and that's a lot of what i love about the clone wars is the stories that you get behind the clones so i'm glad that they're kind of doing that as well with i guess what are eventually going to become stormtroopers yeah the, I, i'm glad you bring that up katie because i feel like uh the marvel shows that we've talked about a lot of like the real world comparisons are very front and center and they're very on the nose and uh, it's not really appreciated that Star Wars is doing this stuff all the time. It's just, mm -hmm. it's very hard to relate that world to ours. And that, and that's a great way to put it. I mean, that's exactly what's going on here. So, um, yeah. Um, I also, I, I want to talk about the, uh, the Ordo Moon Dragon. Um, this is, Tommy, did you, would you like a Ordo Moon Dragon pet? Yeah. Do you, do you think they grow bigger? Like, could you ride one? I think you could yeah. definitely ride one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was so, gonna say, uh, he kind of does look like the creature that Obi Wan rides in Revenge yes. of the Sith. I don't, I, I don't, I haven't confirmed that that's the same species, but uh, 
I was yeah, thinking that's... the same exact thing. Yeah. Can we can we uh, get one? We'll make like a little. We'll make a bar together, and we'll have it'll be like um like a rodeo bar, and you can go ride one of these things, and we'll try to like buck you off, but we'll like take care of it. Don't worry, like no like animal, like we'll like give it nice lettuce and stuff. Uh, that's our future after <laughs> after Star he Wars. Eats, is he eats energy, Tommy, not lettuce. Oh uh, well, yeah. energy lettuce. <laughs> I think Star Wars version of PETA might have something to say about that. No. Yeah, we can do the mechanical. Yeah. Well, do, well, no, don't worry. The creature will li- be live at the spa whenever it's off. We'll, we'll give it a cushy <laughs> life. Yeah. Energy massages. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, because no, he does. He he literally eats power, which I thought that was very like that. That's like an interesting sci-fi mechanic in general. Like you don't really see like any sort of organic material requiring like actual power or electricity to work. And like he eats a flashlight at one point and I I forget what part it was that kind of went missing, but yeah, he's like trying to eat parts of their ship, which Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I really, I I like the, he's cute. I like him. He's he's got to come back up. Like at least the energy part or something, because it's like, I think about this plot. I know where the first plot is going, like what it's leading to, what the purpose of, of the whole like stormtroopers versus clone troopers thing was i don't necessarily know what the omega bad batch plot is trying to show me and i it could be the creatures it could be what we were saying about omega like how she can talk like kind of maybe she has a way of calming animals like i'm trying to decipher still what is the point of this adventure for them yeah, it, it reminds me very much of the Mandalorian and uh, the Lizard Lady, and when they crash, uh, crash land on that uh, spider planet. It, yeah, again, it's just kind of like a pit stop. That that would be my guess. But uh, look, I'm down for more Moon Dragon. Yeah, it feels like one of those episodes where, and I was a little bit disappointed by it. And this is this is a frustration I have with the Mandalorian more so than some of the Clone Wars stuff because we have so much of it. But some of the episodes that are just like purely there for hijinks. They're not my favorite, but this one I feel like we had a little bit more meat to it with some of like the the Tarkin stuff at least. Um, but that kind of what, it's like what that dragon moon storyline kind of felt like to me. Yeah, we should have had uh, Omega start eating moon dragon eggs and that would have been- Why, Tommy, why, why? Just love the controversy. Listen, yeah, <laughs> you gotta be like, like, yeah, oh, they're like, like bad for a reason. You gotta be bad. <laughs> I didn't put, I didn't make that connection. I didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, you lost your mind. What? what? <laughs> no, it's time back to Grogu, our boy. When Grogu got canceled, that went right over my head. Yeah, Grogu, mm-hmm. cancel Grogu. We can't let Omega get canceled. <laughs> no, not yet. No, no but you give her a little more time. Yeah. yeah, you make a good point about. Uh, these episodes, because I, I think they're learning a little bit. There was a lot of complaints about the Mandalorian in mm-hmm. some of those episodes, um, but but I I think they did like this this episode did feel like it had a lot more substance. Um, I, I don't mind I don't mind these episodes when it is, and, and I I hear this a lot. I, I heard this today online. Um, somebody said, "Oh, I don't mind. It's it's uh, it's not it's not a filler episode. It's character development, which I I think that's a cop out excuse." Um, I feel like some of the greatest moments in Star Wars are like the thing that pushes the story the most, but it's also about character development at the same time. I don't think you need like an entire side quest to learn more about somebody. I think you can continue on with the main quest to learn. Um, I mean, for instance, uh, for me, character development, 
and this is like as a writer, somebody had told me this, the, the best way to build a character is all about the choices that they make. Um, that's when people start to relate to a character. Um, and again, I think like uh, Crosshair is an example. The, the choice he made and, and his dark decision, it's a dark choice, but it's still a choice. And we know a lot more about his character because of it. And it also moves the story forward. Um, so that's just my, I, I'm, I'm yelling at some of the Star Wars fans out there right now. So I think it's okay to be critical of this stuff and also appreciate it at the same time. Yeah, I would I say like great. him and Hunter honestly probably have the most character of it because we've seen them have to make choices in the main mission that like Hunter, we've seen his relationship with Omega and that's really where his character development is coming from. And with Crosshair, it's kind of coming from this chip and like what's the chip and what's crosshair what if we find out this was all crosshair all along like this is nothing to do with the chips it's just crosshair what if, i wouldn't actually be shocked if that were yeah. the case that'd be wild yeah. well, i was even confused in the first episode like whether or not because his chip wasn't working completely at the time and he right. was still making some questionable decisions so i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to just say that crosshair is kind of a d-bag definitely <laughs> I agree with that. So, uh, which I'm fine with. It's okay if we just have a villain, you know. That yeah, I we mean, need some villains, and he's been a great villain so far. It's yeah. he's like we were saying, he's super dark and very like a very compelling, interesting character. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Tommy. Anything else about the dragon? No. Loved it. Uh, I'm telling you, this business idea. We just got to find one first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just we'll have to have shared custody, Tommy. You're already going into sheer custody. Are you worried something's going to happen to us? Well, we're we don't live like... in the same place. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I just thought you would like trust me to just take care of it on my own, or like. Well, like, look, can... I, I love the dragon too. All right, I guess we can share the dragon as long as it's like fifty-fifty. Uh, yeah. So there, there's not. A, we've kind of touched on everything. I, 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 we didn't, uh, Tommy. You mentioned this before we even aired the podcast, but uh, Omega, after all this, after the dragon and everything, she gets her own room um really small room yeah very it's like, like i don't uh, know if there's even room for her to lay down in that room it didn't look like it to me personally it's the thought that she's gonna still choose to, to lay in the cargo bay but it's the thought that <laughs> yeah. counted yeah yeah, yeah. and he, she got she got record's little stuff to well this is why record can't the chip can't be be in him yet because he gave her the, the little stuffed bunny that was so cute Omega's yeah, gonna play really with cute. it like maybe have little tea parties could you yeah. imagine the Bad Batch having tea parties? Oh, Tommy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just... That'll be the next episode. <laughs> yeah, take that. You're, this is your character development for episode yeah. four. Did you get a screener for episode four? Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that room That room was the size of Grogu's room on, mm -hmm. on the Razor Crest. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think it cuts it. She should. <laughs> But yeah, so I I don't know, um, Tommy. I we 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 did kind of touch on everything um, in this episode. Uh, did did we skip did we skip anything here? Um, I think the thing. So like we got Omega, and we've talked about the theories with Omega. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the clone trooper stormtroopers, and we talked about them. But one of the things that I thought was interesting was we got mention of uh, kind of an Easter egg from Rogue One, which is the. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Oh man. A war mantle. So that was in Rogue One when they're like going through all the files. One of the files that was mentioned was war mantle, and we get to see what it is. War mantle is essentially, you know, transitioning from the clone clone troopers to the stormtroopers. 
I thought that was interesting. You know, a nice little tie-in uh, from Rogue One, and and I'm interested to see how it continue, continues. It's funny though that like Tarkin was like, "Oh, this works so well. Like maybe your your uh, your stormtroopers will be better." But like, really, it was Crosshair. Like without Crosshair, this group would have done the same thing that the Bad Batch did, which is like leave the leave the people alone. I actually had that same thought, and I was kind of. I guess not surprised because what are they going to do actually just say like no we actually failed and this guy's out of his mind um so but i was like actually it was the clone that made this all happen but well i think it shows like that's tarkin's, part of the story right yeah and it shows tarkin's like pre like he hates clones he's gonna look for any yeah. reason to get rid of these clones so like he's his blinders are on and he's just like well this must have been the the humans or the you know whatever species they are uh not the clones yeah, and this is that you bring up a good point because I, I feel like uh, I mean, especially in the original trilogy, I mean there there is no content about um, clone troopers. You know, there's no real information about uh, I mean, anything really. That, like, there's yeah. no personal connection that we would ever have with the stormtroopers, and that's fine. It it serves a completely different purpose. But I think that's what's cool about these shows is we get the opportunity to expand on this stuff a little bit more. Um, and, and maybe actually the only person I could compare it to is obviously Finn was a stormtrooper and he defected at one point. But yeah, we we would never we would never see like what it's like to be a real person as a stormtrooper. And I think we got a glimpse of that. And that's why I love animated Star Wars. So it really is the reason. best. It really is the best. And I think even just like thinking about that scene a little bit more when they were looking for Saw Gerrera and they just. I mean, they just mowed down civilians for no real reason. I mean, that that's essentially what happened. And that was just so, I don't know, it was just so wild to me to, and like we, I mean, we keep saying dark, but I mean, it, that has to, I don't know what's going to happen with Crosshair in the future and if he's, if he's going to continue to lead some of these troopers when they first sign on. But I mean, that could be where some of their, um, I'm trying to look for the word, but like, I guess ruthlessness comes from and just, they just don't care about the civilians or the people around them because it's, you know, it's just become ingrained in them and parts of these missions. I'm, I'm just interested to see kind of like where that goes and how much more brutal it can get. Cause that was yeah. pretty brutal. Like I think yeah. they lit them on fire with their. Oh yeah. They had, a flame, they had a flame. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like what a way to go. Yeah. And that's Tuscan Raider stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I think that's what you're saying. Like, I think what's interesting is like, this is kind of setting the tone for the Empire. Like, this is the beginning of the Empire. They didn't sit down and be like, this is, they're building. We're seeing the codes come in. We're seeing everything come in. So it's like, maybe Crosshair is the reason that like the Empire is, I mean, listen, Palpatine was going to be as intense as Palpatine was going to be. But (laughs) we do see this like mentality of like, very black and white behavior where it's like, you're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, you're, you're dead. I'm against you, Tommy. Oh no! I knew, I knew you were going to replace me with the stormtroopers. I knew it all along. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, Kate, Katie. Do you have anything else on this episode? Uh, anything else that kind of stuck out to you? And if not, maybe just uh, your general thoughts. Nothing else really about the episode so much. Um, but my general, I, I like I said, kind of toward the beginning. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, um, Tommy. I think you were the one earlier who said that you know, it seems very quick that the, you know, the rebels are there. I kind of feel the same about that. Some of the pieces of the empire, like in the last episode, we saw the Imperial credits already being rolled out. It's like kind of interested to, I know this is like the lamest part, but just like hear more about the logistics of how all this is happening. Like 
did you plan these imperial credits? Like, didn't this just happen two days ago? How do we have these ready? So it's like that kind of stuff that I'm really interested to see, like how they build that world out. Because I feel like Dave Filoni fills in all of those pieces for us in every other show. Like we we have a reason for everything. So I'm just interested to see if we get more like behind the scenes. We Which again, a... lamest part, but it's what no, I'm- No, it's not, I'm, I'm totally with you. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I want. That's what I yeah. want to do, so. Should we get a prequel series called Palpatine and it's all Palpatine's board meetings secretly like he's like avoiding the Jedi's and you have these board meetings. He's like, okay, so I need you to start working on the codes. I need you to start working on the credits. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's I feel like that's what episode one was. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of board meetings. Oh, I just dropped something. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, no, what's that SNL skit with Kylo Ren and it's like, uh, oh, doing, like uh, undercover, undercover boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so <laughs> Was that SNL? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think that's SNL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah undercover boss, uh, uh, please, uh, imperial style. So that's what we're getting. I'd be down. I'd watch it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I guess, I, man, I'm sitting here like kind of scratching for more things to talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, let me let me know if you guys have anything else. If not, I mean, it'll be a short episode. But I feel like we did have a lot of good conversations here. Um, a lot of good theories for things to come. Tom, Tommy, do you have any other uh, overarching theories about where this is going? Yeah, I think I, th I really think we're hitting it on the nail with like what we talked about. I definitely feel like we're seeing there's like different arcs coming. There's like the stormtrooper versus clones. We're gonna, I think that's we're going to see that where that goes. Like Katie was saying, of like, do they just get retired? You know, I'm still saying the spa, but like, do they just get massacred? Do all the clones just get killed and we see that i think that's going to be a big thing what happens to the bad batch and and also just their family i feel like that's like a big focus um does omega get stolen back and they have to go find her while also trying to bring crosshairs Ooh. back while maybe also trying to bring record back and then uh i think the other thing is just seeing like we're talking about the logistics of how this empire works and the transition period and kind of the public uh I think we're going to see the birth of rebels a little bit, you know, towards the end. We saw it a little bit with Sal, but I think we're going to see a little bit more of it towards the end of Bad Batch. Yeah, no, there, there's a, it's an open book. I'm really excited to see what comes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that'll, that, that'll take us to the end here. Um, I, I know that um, Katie, I talked to you briefly about uh, bringing some news and recommendations. Um, I, I've, I've got some, I've got some stuff I'm really excited to talk about. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kick us off with the recommendations here. Um, this is something that dropped today and I'm super excited about because I loved, love death and robots season one on Netflix. It was really awesome. Um, I was super excited to see season two and that dropped today and I'm almost done with it already. So really, so if you don't know what love death, death and robots is, it's basically an anthology show. They're short episodes. It's like 10 to 15 minutes um but they're all animated and they're all animated in like different styles too which is really cool you have like some that are like super stylized like comic booky type stuff but then you have some that's like 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 video game uh cut scenes and then you have stuff that's like it might as well be live action but it's totally not and like that's how good the animation is but tommy we've talked about like a million times like how much we need more like adult animation not just like family guy and the cleveland show but like stuff that like is actually really cool. And if you're looking for like really like honestly, there's a couple episodes that are really funny, but there's for the most part, the show is just like super badass. Um, 
It's very sci-fi. Like nine times out of ten, the episodes have to do with robots. And uh, yeah, I, I, Katie, I think it would be up your alley. Yeah, um, I'll check it out. You sold yeah. me. So, Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, you got season one and season two. Season one was incredible. Um, and having watched most of season two now, it's just as good. So, um, I, you could like if you wanted to, I did like you could look up like what are the best episodes because they don't go together. You could watch them in any order. Oh, that's um, cool. So even if even if like somebody if you're listening to this and you're like I'm not gonna watch two seasons of the show, which by the way they're like two hours total. If you're not gonna do it, look up like the best episodes, and uh, I'll go ahead and plug. Um, oh, I already forgot the name of it. I think it's uh, Saga Point or something. So- Pop. I don't know. Let me get back to you, Tommy. <laughs> what's your recommendation? My recommendation is I I don't remember if I recommended it yet. My memory is so bad about this stuff. But I recently have been watching with some friends uh, the show The Genius. Uh, mm. It is a South Korean show, so you do have to have subtitles. But if you love strategy like a lot of us do in this room uh, and the reality-type games, The Genius is just a really well-done game that it's it's social, but it's really about like breaking these games and, and um, having – just complexities in in the style of gameplay. Very good. I'm on se- uh, season three, so no spoilers. But there's four seasons total, and then they just dropped it. They were like, they were they were like, we're gonna end it on a high and just not make any more. So everyone should watch it. Tommy, you're like the tenth person to recommend the genius to me, and I, I told this to Naomi, who is a guest on here. She she recommended it to me, and I, I'll tell you the same thing I told her. I feel like if I watch the genius. It's kind of like the thing where if if I watch the genius, it means I've watched every single great reality show, and 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 then it feels like I'm done with reality shows at that point. So I'm like holding on to that show, and I'm gonna watch it one day. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. There's, there's just so m- you're saving it. Yes, like yeah. when I'm on my deathbed or something. Like you have a week to learn. <laughs> oh I'm gonna watch the genius. I'll come well, in with a portable you can still TV. Read subtitles on your deathbed. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. That's gonna. Um, there's just so many good characters. There's one I you know. I, I won't say because I don't want to like uh, influence who you like, but there's one character that I just adore, and then there's always like two characters that are more goofy that I adore as well, but they're they usually don't do as well. Oh no, <laughs> not yeah. the goofy ones. <laughs> uh, Katie, do you have a recommendation? So this is a very lame recommendation, but there's a new Katy Perry video. I'm not a Katy Perry fan. I just want to say that, but a new Katy Perry video for the song, I think it's called electric and she hangs out with Pikachu and Pichu and you could just watch it just for the cute, the cute, adorable Pichu watching. Uh, oh no, it's Pikachu watching Pichu kind of like grow into like what he was as, or she, I guess, at, like in, in the past. And it's like, it's just very cute and wholesome. I don't know if it's for like a Pokemon thing that's happening. I have to assume that it is, um, but it was very cute. I was surprised. I'm again, not a Katy Perry fan, but I enjoyed the video. So that's my recommendation. Yeah, no, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a big Pokemon fan myself and my friends and I have been talking about this. It's, it's for no event. I guess it's for the 25th anniversary. They released this in Post Malone's <laughs> song. We have no idea. I guess they're like promoting the Pokemon in general, but we're like, this is a weird flex to get Katy Perry. For Very this. weird. I also don't know what the song is about Pokemon or just the video. I know it's called Electric, so you know it ties back to Pikachu and Pichu, but it's so, just so Pichu is just so video? cute. It's yeah. a music video, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. for her new single, I guess. That oh, may or may not be Pokemon related, but the video yeah. is cute. So. My theory is there's going to be a, a 
Pokemon game where it's like they take real celebrities and they bring them in and they're the gym leaders so you can face the the electric gym with Katy Perry. Wow. Not the celebrity cameos in the Pokemon game. That would actually be mind-blowing if that happened. (laughs) I would play it 100%. I would definitely play it. I mean, I did expect a lot of theories on this episode. I didn't expect any Katy Perry theories, but hey, um, to the Pokemon fans out there, uh, or get the excited. Katy Perry fans out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to be one with each other now. If you like Pokemon, you got to like Katy Perry and vice versa. So. I don't know. I don't know. If <laughs> yeah, don't get carried away. <laughs> yeah, don't get carried away. We'll see if like what her Charmander song sounds like, and yes. then, then we can decide. Um. But yeah, so that, that'll take us into news stories now. And I, I have a news story that, that I wanted to talk about. And it's the cast of Knives Out 2. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have been keeping up with this, but I mean, Knives Out 1 was bit, was very much like an ensemble cast of like really awesome actors and actresses. And it looks up like Knives Out 2 is shaping up to be the same thing. And I, I remember when Knives Out 1, like uh, it, it was Ryan Johnson, obviously. There's our Star Wars connection. Mm-hmm. Um uh, he was coming off of the last Jedi, so there's a lot of hype around this new movie. And what was cool about it was like every single week there was like a new cast member dropped for this movie, and it was kind of like blowing everyone's minds. And they're kind of doing the same thing again here. Um, I'll, I'll read out the names here. Obviously, we have Daniel Craig returning as Benoit Blanc, uh, the leading detective, and then we also get uh, Dave Batista, Edward Norton, Janelle Mane. I don't know who that is. Um, but but most importantly, because it, it's very Star Wars related and the fact that we talked about WandaVision and we have Agatha here, Catherine Hahn is on the cast. So, um, Tommy, I don't know if it's, I mean, it has to be Agatha all along, right? Because, uh, I mean, if this is murder mystery, she's, uh, seems like uh, she very well could be the, the one, right? Yeah, they definitely already gave it away. We don't even need to watch the movie. <laughs> it's Catherine Hahn's character, 100%. <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, just for to fill people in who were not privy. Um, Tommy, do you have a news story? I do. I'm going to go with this one, which is Doctor Strange 2. Reportedly, they're going to bring back um, the the bad guy. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name. Ca- Cassilius. You know, the so guy with the weird eyes and he joined the, the posse. They might bring him back. So that's a, a possibility. And then I'll real quick say the other one that I had. What if the series that I'm probably most excited for, uh, the animated series of what if scenarios in the Marvel Universe, uh, is also reportedly the month it's going to be released is August, is what they're saying on the streets. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about that with you. Um, more animated content. From the from the Marvel we love land, yes. we love it. We love cartoons here. So yeah, who doesn't want to see Thor as a frog? Is that, that doesn't... is that an episode? Yeah, I think it was at least in the comics, and like I think I saw it in the trailer. It's like Thor the frog. Who doesn't want Thor as a frog? That should sell you. You don't even need to watch anything else. Go watch What If when it comes out in August. I'm not a Marvel fan, and I will watch Thor as a as a frog. Yeah, I know it's sacrilegious to say that with you guys, but. No, it's not, okay. but we'll I'll get there. What, we'll get there one day. What if it probably would be a good series to jump in because you don't it's all alternate universe stuff, so it's not like you have to oh, have perfect. context of what's actually going on. So Yeah, it's perfect. the who's line of the Marvel universe where the it's all made up <laughs> and the points don't matter. Perfect. Uh yes, Katie, do, do you have a news story for us? Yeah, I don't know if this is news news, but um Ewan McGregor was on J- the Jimmy Kimmel show. I don't know what it's called, late night. 
whatever, um, and talked a little bit about his series. And he did say that he's going to be wearing a costume that we haven't seen before. So I don't know if you guys, speaking of theories, have any theories of what this costume is, but I'm just hoping it's his Clone Wars armor. Um, yes. So I was really excited to hear that. It feels like it's finally happening and it's real and we're going to see it. And I'm just really excited about it. So that felt like newsworthy to me. Well, Candy, this might be the plus side of you not being a Marvel fan, because this is what they do in the Marvel Universe. They send these actors out to do these interviews, and they fill us with lies, and they try to <laughs> troll us, and it's so annoying, and we have to deal with it because we talk about it on the podcast, and that it doesn't come true. So I really pray Oh, that... no. Do you think Ewan McGregor is lying to us? I think he's, like, reading Reddit, and he knows what... That, I think that's a possibility that he could be trolling. Oh, I'm um, so upset if that's but, true. But uh, I would like to thank Ewan McGregor is not capable of doing that to us. So I'm down for it. There's been a lot of interesting stuff to come out about that Obi-Wan series. So I'm really excited about it. He also mentioned, this is, again, Tommy, this is probably more for you than Katie. But he mentioned that uh, he is he is working with somebody that he's never worked with before, but he's very excited to do so. And if that something again very gives special you... to him, right? Is yes. something like something like that. But but then again, we had a similar interview from Paul Bettany on WandaVision saying he was really excited to work with somebody and it turned out to be himself. So um I am oh. so jaded now. I'm so jaded by these celebrities. Oh, what well, if it's Paul Bettany? What if yeah. he gets to work with Paul <laughs> Bettany? That's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Um well, so yeah. we get a, a Hayden Christensen appearance, which has been confirmed. I'm happy yes. with it. I'm happy yes. with it. I'm what, probably in the minority. Not really, but, you know. I mean, at this point, I feel like a lot of people, like, if you didn't like the prequels, there's a chance that you were not happy with the sequels. So now that the sequels are here, I think a lot of reverence has come back for the prequels. I so so uh, uh, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah. I want all the prequel love. What makes yes, me same. feel or hopeful is like he knows how much backlash he got he got like personally attacked for that he is not signing on to this unless i feel like it was a good role well written that's my hope is that like it was written well enough that he signed on to be put back into this like backlash possibly you know well part of that makes me wonder also if, if he's gonna spend the entire like i don't know if we'll ever see his face he might just be in the vader suit the entire time and maybe that's kind of like i will hide behind my mask so they can't judge me again oh maybe but what would be the point yeah, yeah. No. should we get masks maybe <laughs> yeah i wear a mask every day tommy i'm pro mask <laughs> this is when yeah. you come off and we, we, we oh yeah like the mask mask but then yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, Michael, you're going to do a reveal where you pull your face off and it's someone completely different underneath. We did get some cool masks on the Bad Batch episode tonight, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we did mention that. We did not mention the... uh, um, uh, We've kind of seen similar stuff to this in Star Wars. But yeah, they had some like cool breathing masks. Yeah. Obviously, Hunter loses loses his and passes out. But yeah, I'd be down for like... I don't know, like... We're really going on tangents here at the end, but... um, (laughs) And this is kind of sad, uh, the sad part of the uh, kind of everyone getting vaccinated and and some of the stuff being uh, pushed away as far as masks go. But I always really liked whenever like somebody would be really inventive with their mask. And it is like, it's like, like there's the ones that make you look like an Among Us character. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all down for like the weird sci-fi looking masks. So. Well, I think we might still get some. Yeah, I, think I might just wear them anyways. Like pushing back on that no yes. mask situation. True, true. So, 
All right, guys. Well, that's it. Um, we're, we we hit all of our stuff here. But Katie, I want I want to give you like an opportunity if there's anything you want to plug. You know, I know you're like oh. streaming a lot, so we'll let you talk oh. about that. And uh, I don't know, plug your Twitter or whatever, whatever else oh, you got sure. going. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to hear more of me just talking nonsense, um, feel free to visit me on Twitch. It's at Re- it's Real Slim Katie underscore on Twitch, um, and at Real Slim Katie on Twitter. That's really it. No pressure. I play some Stardew Valley. I suck at Fall Guys. Um, and that's really all I do. I did a Star Wars tier list for May the 4th, which was really fun. Um, but that's it. Thank you for letting me plug. It's not It's not that exciting, so don't feel obligated. But if you well, want to stop by, stop by. I have to ask, is anybody good at Fall Guys? Is that like a... Yes. Really? There are like, like competitive Fall Guy players on on twitch that like actually ruined the game experience for people who are just average <laughs> because yeah, they're just so good that you can't compete there they need to do separate lobbies or something like that because it's just it makes it just infuriating yeah that's me i'm like the guy running around with my raccoon tail and i'm like get away from me don't don't <laughs> yeah. take my tail and everyone's chasing after me it's so scary <laughs> yeah the the meta of fall guys has changed so many times because of these like professional players it's just wild the strategies that they come up with it's it's a weird world weird world out there yes. all right well katie thank you so much for joining us i'm gonna i'm gonna close this out here but i have a couple things i want to throw at you guys before we do um i have to thank aaron robertson who did our music at the start of the show and ethan kellum who made our logo and if you are interested in getting some music or art of your own those are two awesome candidates and their social media handles are in the show notes so hit them up or just follow them and see what they're up to because they're awesome people um, I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five-star reviews. That helps us a lot. Um, tell us a friend. And uh, also, I don't say this enough either, but um, uh, Stark Wars is on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm, I'm doing some, I've been posting a lot of memes on the Stark Wars uh, Instagram. So if that's something you're interested in, give us a follow. That's in the show notes as well. Um, but that's all we got for you guys today. So thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next week. Bye.